Boldly Beautiful is your audio beauty brunch table. A source for conversations on all things skincare, makeup, fashion, styling, health and wellness, and general female fun. Brought to you by two women with over 20 years of friendship. So grab your girlfriends, pour a mimosa, and let's get Boldly Beautiful. Welcome to the next episode of Boldly Beautiful. What's up, guys? I'm Candice Alexander, licensed esthetician, makeup artist, and personal stylist. And I am Jen Singletary, a registered nurse with advanced training and certifications in all things skin. But my real specialty is acne. I like to call it my ninja skill. <laughs> Your ninja skill. <laughs> Clearing acne and changing lives. And changing lives. Yep. What are we talking about? Hey, we're going to take it all the way back to the basics of skincare, skincare 101. I like it. And talk about what is a facial. Sure. And why do you need one? Yep. I like this topic because I think most people believe that it is strictly a relaxation or luxury or frou-frou type um, Something service. Something you just do on vacation. Right. And we are here to dispel that myth. Yes. All right. Do you want to go first? So um, I was actually thinking this morning of, well, what is a facial and how do you give the definition of what is a facial? And that's a little loaded because <laughs> <laughs> there's many types and there's all kinds of different techniques mm -hmm. and things that happen in some that don't happen in others. And But it basically breaks down to all facials are going to have about three parts that will be the same. There is a cleanse, deep cleanse and exfoliation. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a skin examination mm -hmm. and possibly extractions. Yep. Possibly. Possibly. Not, not every facial service will possibly. have extractions. But usually during the examination, there's going to, you're going to find something that you're trying to correct. So yes. there is a therapeutic component to each facial. And then there is a mask and usually a massage component to each facial where the mask has been customized to whatever the client needs and it is also trying to correct something mm -hmm. along with adding a just nice relaxing chance for the client to zone out and take a nap. <laughs> Not all of my <laughs> facials include a massage, unfortunately. I would say for mine, the three if we're talking about three core components, it would be the cleanse slash exfoliation, yes. the skin examination to really take a deep look at what it is that that client can benefit most from, mm -hmm. and then the moisturize protect aspect of oh, it. Yes. Because after you've gone in, and I tell my clients, it's kind of like your skin has that force field. I call it kind of, you know how I love my analogies, yes. but it's a force field, your acid mantle, your protective barrier that is in place when you're out and moving about the world, it helps protect you from pre-radicals and UVA and B rays and dirt and debris. We're actually taking that down a little bit, whether it's chemically or manually, um, so that we can get in there and really do that deep cleanse and get in there and get to the skin where it's going to be therapeutic with whatever ingredients that we use. But before we let that client walk out of our treatment room, it's important that we then add that protective element back. Right. So I, I think for me, those are the three big ones are um, cleanse, exfoliate, then the skin exam and the protect slash moisturize. Yes. 
So And so within all of those components, some of them include the use of a steamer mm-hmm. to um, both open up the pores and moisten the skin for to uh, help with product absorption, uh, but some don't because mm-hmm. in some cases the skin actually needs to stay drier. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes there is the use of steam towels or sponges for product removal and... That can vary depending upon the type that you're getting. So on that point, I think when we're educating our clients, one important thing to know is this is a very important reason why you should see a professional um, at least like once a quarter, right? If if we, and we're going to have another episode that talks about transitioning skincare, but if you can see your skin professional at least once each season to yes. really tailor down what your skin is going to benefit from most during that particular season in your climate, in your geographic location. Um, That's really important, but because we know when it's appropriate to use steam to soften that skin layer, we should mention when we say open pores, we know pores are not muscles. They don't contract. They don't open and close. When we say open, we mean soften and allow things like extractions to come out easier and um, different skincare elements to penetrate easier but for the sake of ease we'll say open and close it's become the common it has the nomenclature yes but right now there's so much debate about that whole open pore oh no it's like chemical free yes yes so you know i just wanted to put that little disclaimer is yes we know they're not actual pores are not muscles they can't open and close but we're not supposed to say anti-aging anymore well I say screw that. Because anti, anti-aging... anti What are we supposed to say? Well, because anti-aging now implies that aging is bad. And you wouldn't want to do it. Would you eat a rotten banana? Well... Th- <laughs> I mean, some aging is... I know. You know. I know. Aging is this, normal. We'll say that. Yeah, aging is normal. Some of this new political correctness is a little annoying. <laughs> I know. Can we just... Can we just use the meanings of words that have been applied, not the actual? It doesn't mean you're being anti. It does Right. I'm excited we about getting not, older. We are not discriminating against more mature and experienced skin. Maybe they were just wanting you to say aging gracefully. Because you're accepting aging. But, but let's talk about this. But, I just read this entire rant about someone saying you should never say a woman looks good for her age. Yeah. That's considered an insult because you should say that she looks good, period. Period. Right. Right. And and I can understand that a little bit. But if you're going to have a whole argument about not saying for her, I I just don't understand all of that. (laughs) I'll just, we got off on a tangent there. Sorry. I love a good tangent. I do too. It's life. It's how this really goes. We are legitimately drinking coffee and shooting the shit. Am I allowed to say that? Are we going to curse on this podcast? I guess I'll just have to march it, mark it explicit <laughs> for this one this episode. This particular episode's explicit. Yes. They're going to be like, dude, that was some serious facial talk <laughs> that they got into. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay, let's get back on track. Yes. So let's talk about why facials are not just luxuries. Because this is the number one thing that we True. hear from clients. Is, True. Oh, it's only for rich people. It's only something you go and do when you're at a winery with your girlfriends or on vacation or like on vacation mm-hmm. or no. Let's discuss all the reasons why not only should it become something you do regularly, mm-hmm. but it should really be something that you do 
monthly. Yes. So back before I got on the political correctness tangent, um, what I was saying about, and I think this speaks to your question that you just posed, is it's important to go to a professional because there are certain times that's appropriate to use steam. There are certain times when it's not. There are certain times when you should use steam towels or warm towels, and there are certain times even within the same facial that you're no longer wanting to apply heat, whether it be by steam or other mechanisms to the face. And you need to actually use um, tepid or cool water. Um, I do that after a chemical peel for a client. You absolutely do not want to use steam towels after you've applied the corrective peel. So different things like that. I think it's just important to have that professional who's going to use a, the appropriate tools, not our fingers only to, you know, right. we've got tools that we actually use to safely extract. We know how to soften that skin and that sebum and that impaction underneath your skin so that when we extract it, it's not going to then traumatize that top layer skin and leave a scar or hyperpigmentation um, or even which ones are appropriate to extract in the first place. Something can be cystic in nature and at home you think, oh, if I could just relieve the pressure, if I could just get this extracted, it would be so much better when in actuality you try to extract that and you are spreading that bacteria underneath and making the problem 10 times worse. Right. So I think that is one of the reasons it's important to get a regular facial, not because it's just a luxury or something relaxing, but because you're actually taking care of your physical skin. And then another reason we kind of touch on a little bit is seasonal changes, right? Yes. So I'll let you go into that a little bit. Well, so the big reason that I always tell people to come and get a facial monthly on top of all the things that you just said is, one, we should be doing something for ourselves once a month. Absolutely. It is only taking an hour to 90 minutes. It's going to be zone out time. It's doing something for you. Um, I love a phrase that I heard a few weeks ago from a colleague of mine that said self-care is the new health care. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And that should be our new like little thing on our show order. We'll work yeah. on that. We'll yeah. make sure someone else hasn't like trademarked that. But... <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But we'll work that. I yes. love that phrase. Self-care is the new Healthcare um, prevention is always mm-hmm. the better way to go. Right. If you can get ahead of serious issues and treat things when they are in their minor stages, you are always going to be better off. You're always going to be better off health wise. You're always going to be better off the way you feel. Or You're prevent be even getting off. to that minor stage. Oh, yeah. like, oh, right, just right. by taking regular good care yes. of yourself. You're always going to be better off financially. It's always going to be cheaper in the short term than <laughs> waiting till it gets really serious. Sure. We'll have a whole episode where you explain the American healthcare system oh, and how gosh. expensive it is to get yeah. all the uh, really fancy stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yep. You but, think eating organically is expensive. Try an ICU stay. Yes. Right? Exactly. So, so on top of that, just general stress relief, relaxation, getting ahead of problems, It there is... A real importance because the skin is the largest organ in the body mm-hmm. and it tends to be our alert system to more serious issues mm-hmm. and not to say anything out of our scope of practice. We cannot diagnose issues. However, we both have been trained through our respective trainings to spot serious issues, the early signs of more serious issues. Yep. 
such as skin cancer, mm -hmm. autoimmune disease. Um, and at least suggest right. strongly that you go yes. see your practitioner and have that certain area yes. or spot looked at. Right. That's an excellent point. Because a lot of people may be afraid to go see their doctor mm -hmm. regularly for checkups like they're supposed to, but they will go and see their skincare professional. And so if you just can have someone that's steering you in the right direction mm -hmm. early, especially if you know that you're prone to mm -hmm. those things, it's always going to be a good idea. And let's also talk about the fact that we have relationships with other professionals. So whereas let's talk about dermatologists, right? Because there seems to always be a six month waiting list yes. or at the very least somewhere between six weeks and six months. Well, if you're coming to a professional esthetician or a skin registered nurse like myself, we have established relationships with people. So if we're seeing a problem, we have our own referral type system right. that we can put in those calls to those other professionals and say, Hey, I have a client, I have a suspicious, you know, or I have a suspicion about a spot that I've seen during her regular facial this month. And I really need them to come see you. And we can help facilitate and accelerate that being checked out for your own health and safety. So I, I love that you brought up that point about our training and knowing how to spot some things that can be a little bit questionable. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so the other big thing that I hear when we talk about facials is I have an issue, I just want to get one facial and fix it. Ooh. <laughs> so would that be the equivalent of someone saying, I want to lose 50 pounds, but I only want to go to the gym once? Uh, yeah. Okay. Point yes. <laughs> I think I think that is an excellent way to really showcase that that's not a realistic or a healthy approach. To it because even if there was an issue now aside from like skin tag removal or something like that right but an actual condition like acne or um, or aging gracefully <laughs> yes if you were to even find somebody that's willing to say sure we can do this in one appointment and fix it the sheer amount of havoc that would be wrecked upon your skin in yes. that one visit it kind of Oh, it makes me sad. It makes, it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> it makes your heart hurt. To think about, yes, exactly how much would have to be done. Well, let's put it this way. Probably the most one-time dramatic turnaround type of treatment you could receive that would give you the results, dramatic results, mm -hmm. would be a facelift. Yes. You're going to go under the knife. They're going to do something extremely evasive. Mm -hmm. But in theory, you go see that doctor and that skincare professional one time. They do their procedure. You're going to look completely different two weeks later after your healing and your swelling goes down sure. or whatever. It's probably way more than two weeks. But, but that's kind of, I think that's the mindset people are in. Oh, it could be like getting a facelift or getting some sort of like crazy surgical procedure you're just going to go in, you're essentially going to wash the acne off my face. Right, right. <laughs> and then it's going to be great after one treatment. So even getting a facelift, there is a whole protocol that they want you pre -op to pre-op and post-op where they're wanting you to take good care of your skin regularly 
so that the benefits of even the most evasive procedure they can do on you mm -hmm. maintains its results. Yep. There is no such thing as the one-time, one-stop shop, right. only had to do this one thing once and now it's great. Right. Absolutely. That's an excellent point. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the life cycle of a facial. Okay. We kind of talked about this before um, we started recording because there's a great um, image out there and we'll post that to our Instagrams um, and you can find the links to both of our socials. We'll start putting those in the show notes too. Um, so that you we've know been, exactly where to look. We've been putting our uh, websites on the show notes and then through all of our websites, you can find the links to all of the social media. Um, all of our companies are on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And do you have yours on anything else? Um, I'm toying with Pinterest, but I'm not there yet. So we'll keep, we'll keep everyone in the loop of okay. when I have all my cat memes in one collection on Pinterest. Oh, great. Excellent. <laughs> Okay, so in this one image that is the life cycle of a facial that I found, so immediately after receiving the facial, your skin is going to radiate a healthy glow. And that's usually the number one thing that clients talk about when they step out of our rooms. And that's because we have done the deep cleansing. The pores are kind of their, shall we say, most empty mm -hmm. that they're going to be. Right. <laughs> and we probably have done some sort of facial massage Mine is an actual 15 to 20 minute manual lymphatic drainage massage where we are really cleaning mm -hmm. out all of the toxins that are have been trapped underneath the skin and you're getting all of that blood flow circulation and everything is becoming depuffed and the color is coming back into the skin. Mm -hmm. um, but you have versions of that that you do, do during your treatments. So some of my facials, depending on what it is exactly that you're coming to see me to treat, because my facials are more um, highly specialized and treatment focused as far as a more advanced corrective treatment. Um, I have different things like microcurrent and radio frequency. I do incorporate a little bit of the manual facial lymphatic drainage. Um, I try and incorporate that as I do, as I know you do also, but during every step, the cleansing, all of those movements are meant to be, um, incorporating some lymphatic drainage and massage in that process so that you're getting the maximum benefit of your full facial from the beginning to the end. So I have lots of little fun tools that I use. Um, I incorporate um, the ice globes a lot now just to also help depuff and um, really seal in the skincare that I've performed and the different serums and masking. Um, I have the hydro jelly masks now, which are amazing to push those nutrients in deep. So yeah, yeah different methods, but the same concept. Great. Then 48 to 72 hours after the facial, your circulation is going to continue to be boosted. So you will continue to look all glowy and hydrated. And then for anywhere between 28 to 48 days is where you're really going to get your cellular turnover and regeneration. And that's where your real healing takes place. Um, a lot of the basis of, shall we say, facial science and technique is about what we call controlled damage mm -hmm. in our industry. And that is you need to stimulate the cells in some way to get them to basically feel like they've been damaged 
uh, we're not talking about serious wound, crazy, gory horror movie damage. We're mm -hmm. talking about very, very, very micro surface damage so that that uh, sends them into their natural turnover process. And that is what um, reverses hyperpigmentation, heals acne, mm -hmm. and gets new cells to grow in place of wrinkles, which right. is going to make us look less wrinkled, less haggard. Um, but four to six weeks, you really need to start having, a, you need to have another treatment because around that time, the cellular turnover process has slowed down and new environmental damage and sloughed off skin cells that did not get properly taken off throughout the 28 to 48 days mm -hmm. will now be back on the skin's surface and you will start to see new problems showing up. Right. And so it will be time to come and get another treatment. Right. So there are two really um, fun slash nerdy um, terms that I want to throw out there in talking about that life cycle that we just discussed. One is autophagy of the actual skin cells. So that's when those broken skin cells that have <clears throat> aged gracefully uh -huh. yes. um, to the point that they are no longer beneficial to your body are broken down by your body and disposed of in waste through your lymphatic drainage system and you're, you know, getting rid of waste through sweat and all those other good things. Um, that does not always get every single skin cell. That's why you have this layer of dead skin cells on top. And yes, they do serve a purpose for a short amount of time being a protective barrier on your face, but you get a buildup to the point where that's when you're getting that really dull look. You can be super hydrated from the inside out, but still have that very dull or lackluster appearance. And a lot of times that's due to that increase of those dead skin cells on the surface of your face. And the other thing I wanted to throw out there, along with talking about the controlled damage and, and how we are stimulating your um, body to really, you're basically stimulating your body to send new skin cells and promote skin cell turnover and regeneration when they notice that there is a micro injured area, but you're also with some of the skincare ingredients. Now this is more on my side of things because it's not necessarily holistic completely, but we're actually using um, biomodulation. So fancy term for using an ingredient that is actually meant to penetrate through the epidermis to the dermis and actually switch on or turn on different things in your skin cells nucleus. So it's actually going in and turning on the repair um, mechanism of the skin cell itself or the regenerative um, portion of that mitochondria and, and really modulating and changing that skin cell to then promote a healthier version of itself in its replication. So those are the two things that work hand in hand with that life cycle and what we are aiming to do as therapists to really maximize um, through your facials and your therapeutic skincare that we're recommending for you at home to really continue to keep that glowing look. Oh, and that's a great transition into, so the next point that I wanted to make is if you want your facials to last longer mm -hmm. and you don't want to have to come once a month, mm -hmm. you only want to have to come every six to eight weeks or once a season, 
then you better be doing a whole lot of stuff at home mm-hmm. and <laughs> really taking a really close look at your environment right? and all the little environmental factors and lifestyle factors that could be either promoting that great cellular turnover on its own mm-hmm. or really hindering that cellular turnover. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're talking about an at-home skincare regimen combined with really looking at your lifestyle and environmental factors. Yes. Which includes diet. So I will which be... have whole other episodes <laughs> Yes. Yes. And I'll be the first to say that part's a little bit of a struggle for me, but we all have those areas. There are always areas that any of us can improve on. But again, back to the analogy, you wouldn't expect to go meet with a trainer at the gym once a week and improve. You, you have to think about what you're doing every day. It's those small little things that make the big difference in the long run. So, and I tell this to my acne protocol clients all the time. They come see me every couple of weeks. And what I stress to them is, yes, these appointments are important because I'm in depth analyzing your skin and we're making some adjustments, but where you're really going to make or break your success in this program is going to be with your consistency with your at-home regimen. That is the number one thing that you can do to promote your healthy skin. And that's, you nailed it when you just said, pretty much every action you take or don't take is either helping or hindering. There right. is no stagnant, you know, status. Every choice that you're making, and I feel like this goes for all areas of our lives, right? The actions that we take are either pushing us forward or pulling us back. Right. So really let that sink in and know that while we are extremely talented at what we do, um a lot of this responsibility and accountability also rests on you, our client at home. Well said. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. I got really passionate about that for a you second. Did. <laughs> you did. I think it's mostly because, you know, my acne clients, they really, the program really does live or die on the hill of their at home yes. routine. I can usually tell pretty much when they walk in the door. Either we've been consistent yes. or we haven't. Much like your trainer. Yes. Can when you walk <laughs> into true, the gym. True, true, <laughs> true. So. Well, I think that that's an excellent note to end on. We are out of time, but thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, we do free skincare consults. Yep. Um, so if you are just wanting to know more about how all of this information applies to you and your lifestyle, uh, you can certainly contact us through any of our means in the show notes and ask us questions or set up a consult. Or if you are not in our neck of the woods, please seek out a professional in your area and just kind of find out what they have to say. Everybody, we're big proponents of customization. Mm-hmm. There is not a one size fits all in skincare or in any health arena. So seek out a professional and find out how it applies to you. Well said. Well, that wraps us up for this episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.